one day you will not be in business. You know, uh, you'll either sell it or you'll um, you'll retire or you'll pass it on to somebody else. So what does that mean to you then? Welcome to the business behind your business conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Predium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors, hosting the business behind your business. In this episode, I'm speaking with Jim Mills. Jim is the principal advisor and managing director of Merit Planning Hills. I asked Jim to share from his experience why is it so important for business owners to create and extract wealth from their business? I'm Jim Mills, uh, Merit Planning. Uh, we've been running for about 10 years. Uh, predominantly over that time, we've been associated with working with a, a range of accountancy practices, uh, providing financial services. So, uh, and in that space, look, we have worked with all manner of clients, you know, from uh, employees to self-employed people, but we've really, over the years, uh, you know, move towards the, the small to medium enterprise business owner. And, um, and in that space, we've, we've looked at, we've looked at actually the best possible ways for them to extract the, the profits out of their business. Cause as business owners, the worst thing that we can do is, is, uh, burn the midnight oil and have nothing to show for it after sacrificing time that we could have spent with family, etc. So I'm pretty passionate about partnering with small to medium enterprise business owners, Aussie business owners who work really hard and, and uh, deserve to get ahead for, for, the, um, uh, for, for all the hard they, uh, work they put in and, and make sure they extract it so they are personally accumulating wealth to put them in the best possible position for themselves and their family. So that's, uh, that's, really, that's really where we come from. Great. And so why, why work with business owners? What, what's, the, what's the attraction to business owners? Well, I think um, in this country, small business owners are, is the backbone of Australia. There's no question about it. We, we are greater in number than the corporates, um, although they get most of the, the attention in terms of uh, tax breaks and whatnot. But um, we are the backbone of Australia. Small business owners from the, uh, from the corner store guy to, uh, you know, to the, to the, to the, uh, the, the builders and, and, uh, and, and the excavators and all these people that put all their heart and soul into, into what they do. This, to me, this is Australia and I love Australia and I'm passionate about helping those people because I know how hard they work and uh, I know how sometimes how little reward that can result in. And, uh, you know, I, I think that needs to be addressed and we should be really flying high and feeling good and making sure that we're doing everything we can to put those people, uh, you know, up, up front where they should be. Right. And um, you talk about extracting wealth out of the business. Um, do you find that a lot of business owners don't pay any attention to that while they're running their business? It only becomes like a, when I'm ready to sell that I start thinking about how I get wealth out of the business. Yeah, I think it's the stage of the business and the size of the business. So, you know, you've got a lot of small business owners that just pedal, 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 pedal forever. And uh, if, if the business operations are small, they're happy to take out as much as they can without any real structure around how they're running the show, you know. Um, and look, maybe they'll get to the end of the race and they'll have paid down most of their mortgage, but what have they got to show after that? And I often look at businesses that aren't saleable and I wonder what will happen to those guys, you know, because uh, they've invested so much of their life 
and as you and I know, you know, as small business owners, you, you sacrifice to make a business successful. So, and, and really what you're sacrificing a lot of the times is, is time with your family and, and your kids as they're growing up and things like that. So that's got a real value to it. So yeah, I find um, the bigger the business uh, and the more uh, uh, sort of controlled and organized it becomes with the more uh, structure that gets employed into it in terms of looking at profits and uh, uh, efficiencies and, and, and that type of thing. Uh, you start to, it's a different game, it's a different game altogether, you know, and at that point, there's a lot of strategy that can be uh, taken um, into effect to maximise, uh, maximise wealth extraction, you know, that's really what, what it's about. So we're trying to minimise taxes, business owners, always, that can often mean that on the books, uh, it doesn't really reflect the lifestyle that we are trying to employ to our families. Um, but, uh, you know, once we get to a certain size and a certain level of organization, uh, we're able to really do some spectacular things, the less tax we pay, uh, the smarter we are, the, the, the more efficient we are, you know, we're able to, to actually start extracting this wealth. And, and that's where uh, we come in. It's, it's about how do we extract that wealth in partnership with the accountant? That's generally how we've always worked over the last decade. And then, and then how do we employ that to even, even again, tax effectively start to build to put that person in front? Because mate, small business owners are the hardest working people in this country and deserve, deserve so much more than what they often get, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a pity that a lot of people leave it till, till that period really close to when they want to exit and there's not a lot that can be done at that point. So um, is, there, is there any advice you'd give to somebody, say, in the early stages of their business about what they should be doing now to prepare mm. for that future event? Absolutely. It's planning. Um, it's, it's absolutely about planning and it's, it's sitting down with a vision and understanding that there's so much more that your business represents than just what you've already done. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a vision into the future of understanding the potential for growth and having a belief in that and then putting it down on paper. The, the amount of business owners I've met who don't have a business plan uh, have never uh, ventured into the world of even um, you know, extrapolating potential profits over the next quarter, etc. You know, uh, so so a lot of the a lot of the, the really most successful business owners that we work with have started with the BHAG, which you might be familiar with. So the the big uh, hairy audacious goal, which is a ten year plus kind of um, goal of business growth, and then you you drill that back um, to a yearly kind of activity point, to a quarterly activity point, to a weekly activity point, to a daily activity point, and then you you have measurements against that to be able to achieve your goals. You know, so in terms of someone starting off absolutely fresh, um, you've got to have a vision. You've got to have a belief in what you're looking to achieve. You, you've got to remember why you're in business and make sure that you're putting all the right protections and structures in place to give you every chance to succeed. Uh, and quite often that structure comes way down the track and you always wish you'd started doing it years before you, you start employing it. Yeah, so I guess um, a lot of guys, when they start their business, um, they're more focused on just getting those first sales, getting getting it up and running, making sure the money mm. starts coming in so that they can support mm. themselves. But I think really you, what you're saying is that 
that's the point that you start planning about um, how you're going to extract wealth out of the business, but also what your goal is, how much wealth you want the business to generate. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, it starts down, this is when I, when I sit down with business owners that haven't really thought about um, the long-term goal, they, they, might have, they might even have a vision for the business, but they often neglect themselves. So you, you might be, say you're 40, Five years old, you may you might have a fifteen year plan of in business and of wealth extraction. And what does that mean? In reality, you know, you you start business and you're successful, and all of a sudden there's revenue coming in. You've you've actually been successful in generating revenue, and there's euphoria, and you feel really really good about it. And so you work even harder, and uh, and you start um, punching it really hard until and sometimes to the point of burnout, and then. And then, uh, you know, the cycle can, can start to dissipate and at that point, motivations, um, uh, you know, start to uh, supersede discipline, which is really what business is about, you know. So, so in terms of, um, of, uh, uh, of getting it together, absolutely, you've got to start with the end in mind. Um, one of the greatest uh, books ever written, uh, written was The Seven Habits of uh, Successful People. Is that, is that what it's oh, called? Seven uh, Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. Highly Effective, Stephen yeah. Covey, yeah. And my favourite one of that is Start With The End In Mind. Um, and the beautiful thing about that is mathematics does not lie, you know. So you, you, if you have a clear vision of what you want to see in 10 years, um, and you understand what your life needs to be in 10 years, you can absolutely take a number and reverse engineer that back to your activity today, um, but only with solid planning and, and solid structure. Uh, and, and, you know, that's on the premise that we're going to be able to build business successfully and it goes in a, in a, uh, a sort of exponential kind of line, but that's not how business goes because success today isn't success tomorrow. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> You know, you can have a great year and then, and then it's, like, it's actually like that. Um, so, so during those times, you need to make sure you've got the right protections in place as well, you know. So unexpected things can occur. Um, one of the biggest issues I've seen with my clients that have, um, have had terrible times is, is partnerships, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, of going to partnership with um, people that they thought were the right people, uh, and and may well have been, but there was just something that occurred. Maybe the maybe the structure or the organisation wasn't right to allow that to flourish the way it should have. But uh, you know, things happen and partnerships break down, and and uh, that affects each each of the other and, and and those types of things. So how do you protect against um, you know bad things happening? Uh, even even um, uh, physical health, personal health, and uh, people, uh, you know, bad things happening to good people. So all the protections that are potentially um, need to be considered, this is where shareholder agreements come into play. This is where business succession insurances and key person insurances come into play. Um, And if you remember why you're going into business in the first place and understand what that vision looks like, you know, if if that's important to you, then you will spend the time to put those things in place. Uh, but you find a lot of people haven't thought about it or maybe not been talked to um, about it. Yeah, so preparation um, helps, particularly when those unexpected events occur. If you've prepared, you have a plan, you have a, um, an idea of how you're going to deal with it, then actually dealing with those unexpected events becomes just part of your everyday business plan. But it, what mm. we find is that 
uh, and again, partnerships, a lot of people don't have those agreements in place. And when things go bad, they go very bad because mm. you might be have a good relationship with somebody at the beginning, but you don't know what's going to happen in business. And um, that shareholder agreement idea is something we're going to be unpacking in, in one of our future conversations. Um, we're going to be talking mm. with um, uh, Frank Law about shareholder agreements and why every business should have one but um, critical you also yeah. the, the buy sell or the that risk of buying out a partner if something happens mm. to them. and that that's something we're looking to unpack with you again mm. um in in another conversation because i think that that's a topic on its own so it'd be great to to unpack that yeah. I think planning and preparation is, is what you're saying that the more you plan the more you prepare and you've got an idea mm. um, yeah yeah and break it down and write it down like uh it needs to be written down <laughs> there needs to be you know you need to understand what your company stands for what your company values are um what you're trying to achieve you know what's your purpose and uh and if you can do all of those things and and then have your staff um go on the journey with you you've got the opportunity to build something pretty powerful it, you then align um you know revenue targets uh, that align back to your values and your purpose. You've, you've got some. Uh, you've got. You've got a real opportunity to do something fantastic. You know, that's. I, I love. That's why I love small business because we're we're kind of unbridled. You know, when you when when you work for a corporate, it's very easy to become pigeonholed and um and you are doing one thing and that's your role and that's it. But when you when you're a small business owner, you know, it's it's uh it's 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 almost artistic. No matter what field you're in, as unartistic as those fields may be, it's just a that uh, that level of freedom that uh, being self-employed brings with it, and the um, the opportunity for unbridled success and that type of thing is uh, is really, really, really um, interesting. And, uh, and and as I said, man, this is the backbone of Australia. Yeah. We run this economy. <laughs> yeah. So look, that it's important that. I think what we're saying is that the, your business is part of your success strategy. It supports the lifestyle, supports those things that are really important. But yeah. if you don't have a plan in place to look after those things, then um, you're, you're probably not going to meet those goals. You're not going to have that uh, wealth created as part of your uh, long-term mm. plan, but you're going to get to that stage where you're about to sell your business and it's not going to be worth anything. Yeah, so I think the planning is important. So, what's what's the big uh, thing that every business owner should be doing if they do nothing else for planning? What's your one big thing? That's a, a really interesting question because there's so many big things. But the one big thing is to ensure that you have you 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 absolutely have the the end in mind. You can't. You can't run a business without a goal. Uh, you can't run a business with understanding where you're at in the terms of the game, in terms of that particular industry. So start uh, with a really clear understanding of where you're at. Look at your environment, your industry. Ensure that uh, you've got the right distribution in place to, to have the adequate cash flow to re-inject and reinvest to, to grow. You know, I, I think actually that was a convoluted way for me to come to my own my own thinking around cash flow. <laughs> so I think cash flow actually is the most important thing. Um, 
understand your cash flow, ensure that you've got adequate reserves. And I think the COVID uh, time that we've just been through really reinforces that. The companies that have had, you know, we've been in this thing now for what, how long has it been? It feels so long that uh, maybe six months is, is probably, and hopefully we're coming out of it in New South Wales, but who knows what's happening in Melbourne. Um, it really reinforces that a minimum of six months cash flow in your business is absolutely critical um, to get through periods like this. And you generally don't see it um, in the smaller end of town. You, you, obviously the bigger end of town um, on the list companies like the banks and, you know, they obviously have no problem at all getting through this period. But uh, the pain and suffering that a lot of small businesses have gone through simply because they didn't have preparation for cash flow. Yeah, I think um, I think understanding what we've just been through should turn the lights on for a lot of small business owners that um, cash flow and cash flow reserves is absolutely critical. Um, who knows what's going to happen next? Uh, and whether this will repeat itself, but um, cash flows, I think, uh, is something that needs uh, absolute uh, attention, you know? Yeah, so you need to manage it and you need to have a plan. And, I, and look, you, you said um, that you need to have six months minimum because I think a lot of things can go wrong and a lot mm. of businesses, they get, that, like, they get that profit, they get that cash coming into the business and they take it out because they want it for their personal, but they don't look after reinvesting their business. So I think it's a, yeah. long-term, a long-term. Yeah. Story. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of clients during this period of time um, that were caught unawares because they're in different stages of business, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, a restaurant owner that, um, that uh, I've looked after for nearly a decade uh, you know, city-based, um, big rents, and the business owed him money, you know. So at the time of all this happening, um, in terms of, uh, of JobKeeper and the rest, which was an absolute godsend to keep the doors open and allow him not to have to put everybody off, um, when this JobKeeper stops, he's in you know, a whole world of trouble. You know, so um, cash flow reserves are just critical in business, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So just summing up, so planning is important, having a goal and, and, and actually having a, an end goal that you're working to a long-term goal affects yeah. what you're doing day to day. And I think the best place to start is right now and, and you know, make a plan, yeah. even a very simple plan of yeah. how, much, how much money you do need from your yep. business. Um, and your and your business um, your business growth plans when you I mean these are things we can calculate right yeah um, that should correlate with you know um, future personal um, wealth extraction plans mm. you know so at the end of the day one day you will not be in business you know uh, you'll either sell it or you'll um, you'll retire or you'll pass it on to somebody else so what does that mean to you then you know so these are all things that really work hand in hand together but if if all you do is work 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 take out a standard salary um without any thought to building up your own wealth reserves you know it's it's kind of the same thing you're not you're not you're not looking after yourself you just you may as well be employed at the end of the day unless you have a saleable business of course and that's that's what a lot of um small business owners kind of rest upon that they've got this golden egg one day that they can sell you know, but even that's an unknown, isn't it? Because you don't know what the economic environment will be. You don't know what the industry that you're in will look like or what the multiple of sale or, or how it will be valued, valued at that time. So, you know, there's, there's no better way to sort of equip yourself than to ensure that your nest is feathered appropriately along the way. 
Yeah, that's great. And, and um, mm. I guess the ones that you've had a long-term history of working with, the results are going to be better uh, purely because there is a plan that's being implemented and reviewed regularly. Absolutely, yeah. And along the way, you know, uh, one of the reasons why small business people um, uh, financial sometimes don't look fantastic is because we're trying to reduce our incomes tax, you know, and we all know there's other ways of doing things, but um, uh, if you're able to, uh, to extract as you go and then, and then push that money into more tax effective vehicles, whether it's family trusts or bucket companies, you know, to, to be able to further minimize or, or, to, or to create structures where, you're able to generate dividends with franking credits. You know, there, there is there is so many things that we can do to maximise wealth extraction from an already tax-effective um, entity like a company structure. Yeah, to, to actually put it back to the person at the end of the day who, who's, who's sacrificing that, that wonderful time they could have spent, you know, doing other things, which for a lot of us means um, time with family. Yeah, which that's is great. pretty bad. I mean, how do you put a number on that? No, well, often that's the reason why people go into business is for family mm. and uh, the time you spend with family and there are sacrifices to make. So the, the yeah. more you can maximise the return from your business, the, the better the outcome is for everybody in the long run. So Absolutely, yeah. So thank you, Jim, for your insights here. It's been great to talk to you and we'll look forward to catching up with you again in the future. Um, and thanks for the, the wisdom you've imparted. Uh, awesome, Paul. Thanks very much. Jim has shared some great advice with us. You can't run a business without a goal and your end goal should always be to create wealth for your business. That way you can have the freedom to enjoy the things that really matter to you. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from the business behind your business, don't forget to subscribe using your favourite podcast player. Or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.